Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect, a podcast on mental health for folks of color. I'm your host, John Zell Anderson, licensed professional counselor. I'm the owner of Panoramic Counseling, where I specialize in treating teens and young adults in Richmond, Virginia, and throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia through online counseling. Let's get into the show. All right, everyone. So today I'm excited to have on the podcast, this is my first interview of the fall season. Uh, We have Kendra Crump of the Kendra Crump Show. Uh, It is a podcast available on all your platforms. Um, And we're calling this episode The Depressed Comedian. So um, that was a title that we came up with a few months ago when we decided to do this interview. So to kind of hop in here, Kendra, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hello there. First off, I want to say I'm glad I broke the virginity of the first fall. This is beautiful. You know, I feel <laughs> a little special, feel a little bit more special, right? Uh, but yes, uh, Kendra Crump, uh, I call myself the H&IC. If y'all know what that means. Go on UrbanDictionary.com and go figure it out, okay? Uh, but I am a uh, God-fearing woman um, and a recent graduate from Clark Atlanta University got my congratulations bachelor's. thank you listen you know it, 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 you know thank God uh for this semester or the past uh it was like two semesters where we had to do it via zoom because honey I tell you there was gonna be one class I know for a fact I was not gonna pass mm. right you know and stuff like that but thank God for group work back to the story um <laughs> would you get no, your degree in uh, mass communications. So nice. my dream is to have my own radio and, and television show and everything else like that. You know, so that that is definitely uh, is the goal. I uh, told God, you know, once he promotes me that I want to be able to have my own radio and television show and I will still give him the honor, glory and praise, you know, of it all. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, no matter what, and I'm not going to sell out because there, there, there's a difference between being well known and being uh, famous. I don't want to be famous. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk up into, you know, your local Target and be like, hey, I think that's Kendra Crump. And I just like, hey, what's up, Kendra? Hey, what's up? One person. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't need the whole crew. Girl, guess who here? Girl, hey, can, can you buy some, some Similac for my baby? Negro, you got Gucci <laughs> on and it's real. The hell out of my face. But no, so that's who I am. You know, if you haven't like, you know, because I know you got listeners. Some of them aren't, you know, um, the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. So yes, I am a comedian. If I haven't made you laugh, you know, shame on you because I'm 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 for everybody. I'm hilarious. No, you can't be a hater all your life. The end. I love it. I love that intro. So uh like I said earlier, we're calling this the depressed comedian. So mm-hmm. to the extent that you're comfortable, share a bit about your history. I know you talked about some history with depression. Um so mm-hmm. share a little bit about your history with depression and just mental health in general. Very comfortable. I hate when you go on someone, someone allows you to come on their podcast and they're like, I don't want to talk about this or that. So what are you on? We're only going to talk about like what your name means. So I have had stages of depression in my life, right? Elementary, middle, high school, college, and still going to college and all that other type of stuff. Um, But it was different stages. It could have been either A, I... Uh, remember, well, elementary for A, for elementary, I was my parents' divorce, 
And I started off at Riches and I'm at Rags. That's why I'm trying to get on all these podcasts and get myself out there, you know, because you want better for your life at some point. But my parents divorced. My dad took the money with him. Hmm. Um, and, you know, he became a weekend dad living in a nice area. Hey, dad, can I come up here and live with you? No, making always making up excuses. I'm like, I think he wanted to be still be a bachelor in Atlanta. And I'm like, bro, like you old as hell, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants you, sir. <laughs> you're not you're not all that good looking recipes, my father, man. But, you know, you got you can make jokes about, you know, certain situations as time is progressed. You turn your you turn your pain into to happiness and stuff. Right. And so um, struggling with my mom, her being a single parent, um, get to middle school. And now you got to deal with these kids who whose you know, frontal lobes ain't developed. They're immature. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be ready. I'd be ready to, um, you know, was ready to put the paws on the parents. Because I'm like, why is your kid that mean? Mm. Should be no reason. Should be no reason whatsoever. Oh, yes, I am that person. I'm very much that person. Uh, I try not. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Let me tell y'all how bad I am present day. Right. So you know how in in a, a parking lot you're so still supposed like a grocery store parking lot or parking lot period. You're supposed you can't be like zigzagging through the parking lot. You can't go directly across. You gotta go in the straight line. Mm-hmm. Stop. Turn. That's you know that's how drivers are supposed to drive. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'm the type of person, or even like there have been times I've been at the gas station just sitting in like you know waiting for. Um, you know, my gas to finish pumping or whatever. And there have been times where I have seen people like try to cut traffic and go through the gas place and mm-hmm. then leave. I'm like, I've been ready to call the police again, like get their license plate number and VIN number. I'm like, yeah, you know, I ready, you know, but then I'm like, Kendra, mind your freaking business. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they're crazy enough to do that and they find out who you are, what do you think is going to happen to you? Back to the story. So I, middle school, people call me ugly people, you know, uh, being rumors being spread about me, about, you know, uh, the birds and the bees and me being involved with folks. Didn't know what half this stuff was because my mom is an evangelist and we never talked about the birds and the bees. We only talked about menstruation and she made me carry pads like my entire seventh grade year and stuff mm. like that. You know, so with all that, with all that being said, I didn't have my mom had me in 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 her 40s okay, my, okay. i got some old ass parents honey, <laughs> all right like i think that they were listening to ron isley's between the sheets because i don't exactly know how i got here because again they were like pretty much they were on on paper they were married 25 years in reality it was only two mm. okay so so with that being said um my parents never had that conversation like with me and that depressed me because i'm like bro like why i wish i, I actually wanted young parents because i thought that meant that you could do whatever you want to do popular contrary to popular belief i done met some parents who had who were teenage parents and they were worse than my mom honey Mm -hmm. so like it just you gotta have that healthy balance well you know i for for me i just really had um a hard time connecting with my mother i was i was telling y'all our lovely um are you know your lovely po- favorite podcaster who has ten thousand listeners? I'm trying trying to be like you when I grow up one day. <laughs> I was telling him that like I used to want to try like I was stepping on cracks to try to break my mama's back and all this other hoopla and everything else like that. And you know that caused a lot of anger. I had to do a lot of unforgiveness. You know my mom did the best that she could. So mm-hmm. me sitting here getting you know that upset you know with her and everything else like that, I. 
it was like over a decade that actually like was costing me my life. I was like dying internally, mm. like slowly dying. But with that, with all that being said, we get to high school and now I'm like, oh, I want a boyfriend for every day of the week, you know, and maybe a girlfriend on the side because, you know, kids be like fake bisexual in high school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so and so with all that, with all that being said, it was it was like my entire thing. I was only trying to be like be a basketball player. Um, you know, because I grew up a tomboy, I played basketball, football, baseball, anything ending in the word ball except men's balls. You know, I, I like, like, I be, I was really trying. I'm trying to play a rapper to games, and I know he's a, a subscriber of yours because you're just that popping. So, JC on Terrell Taylor, I need you to respond back to my DM that I sent you April 19, 2020, and April 19, 2021, 8:08 p.m. and 9:38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. So, I got to high, high school. People, people are making fun of me for questions that I ask. People are just being mean. More mm-hmm. rumors are being spread. Like I, my mother had a problem with me. She's like, you talk too much. You know, she would just make me feel so bad about being who God created me to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 it, it it to me it just literally was just out of control. It was just honestly out of control how I like was just being treated like this, right? So we get to college and I'm like, I just really want, you know, a boyfriend. I really want to be able to have someone who I, you know, I, I was watching like too many high school movies and everything else like that. And I was like, you know, one thing I learned is like movies and it's it's not reality. The mm-hmm. TV is not reality. You know, it, it gives you this fancy that you want. And so I was chasing that fancy. Mm-hmm. I wanted that American dream, mm-hmm. you know, and the thing about it is, is that that I think that happens. Everybody's American dream is different. Yeah. You know, I feel like it might come to us, but if it doesn't, you can't be all been out of shape, you know, and I'm talking to y'all now from a person who has had, you know, counseling amongst friends, counseling amongst, you know, just God counseling me, whatever it might be. And these are things that I come to reality about, like when it came with maturity, you know, and so with all that uh, being said. Uh, get to college. And I remember I checked myself. I had to check myself into a, a mental hospital um, for three days. And I liked it there, man. They fed me three times a day. Let me tell you something. As an adult, I don't be getting fed three times a day. Like, it was like, I got to find some food. Gotta, you know, anyway, back to the story. So talk about I, that experience, the um, being hospitalized for mental health. Because so there's was, our audience here, are, it's aimed at folks of color. So there's a lot of stigma around you know, therapy, medication, psychiatric hospitalization. So tell the listeners a little bit about your experience. So my experience there, I had to get checked in because I was so lonely. Like I am like not in no real relationship. I um, am just trying to figure out like i know i'm not an ugly girl because i had i had children say i like her she's pretty and there's three things that don't lie it's children a drunk man in leggings okay mm. and so i was like thinking to myself uh, you know saying there's something wrong with me i well, there were times where i was so upset and jealous that my friends would get hollered at more than i would like there would be times that i could end up being 
on um like be dressed half naked with one of my homegirls and she would still get hard at mind you i got i got a, a stripper body that came from god okay <laughs> so with that being said like y'all you know you want this all right my goal because i kept getting hard at and still to this day i get hard at by by ogres old men who ain't got no money broke men um you know and it's what you're doing all day man what age were you when you checked yourself in 22 okay so you were still in college or out of college yeah i was still in college at this point but something happened where i could i can't remember if i went to i because it was a monday through a thursday and school is typically around that time oh shoot i think i wasn't able to go to school at that time because i know what it was I was not able to go to school at that time because I was at Clark Atlanta. I'd be trying to support these black owned businesses and they are expensive. Okay. They rip you off back to the story. <laughs> so I couldn't go. I'm like, y'all making us pay 40,000 for tuition. Can I get some lobster up, uh, up at the cafeteria bar? The hell is going on? And then I had, a, there was a campus cat that bit me twice and it knows what time it is. Cause I ain't seen it since it's, it's going to get this beat down one way or the other. But I remember I couldn't go to school because of how expensive it was. Like I had to stay out um, for like two years, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember I I uh, was I had hurt my uh, foot at work that day, so I was on leave of absence. And like I said, man, I was just depressed because I'm like, bro, everything kind of crumbled down at the same yeah, time. Yeah, nobody wanted me. Like I mean, mind you, the school I was there from twenty. 16 to 2017 and i had to stay out up until this was 2017 i had to stay out till like 2019 that's Mm -hmm. what it was oh no no it was early it was 2020 it was january 2020 was when i yeah till 2019 i came back in january 2020 Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm going to complete i'm going to finish we're going to do this right because i have wanted to go to school but I, that's when it was. And I met some people, found a guy. And I thought this was like God really saving me. Cause after I got out of the hospital, like I was hot commodity again, like, you know, and everything else like that. Let me tell you, I'm about to what was you, your, be- just out of curiosity, what was like your, you said you were feeling like really lonely at that time and you checked yourself mm-hmm. in, were you like experiencing like suicidal thoughts or. Most definitely. I wanted to die. I didn't want, I didn't want nobody to try to like, you know, I didn't want to kill myself like going and drug myself and everything else like mm-hmm. that. I was just more so you were kind of at rock bottom. I really wanted just to not wake up the next day. Okay. I honestly went because that was it. Like I had to really get some help, man. Mm-hmm. I had I had because I I really was just over it. I I with all that with all that being said, um, that was what it is. And now as, as a, you know, going into my career, what depresses me is me still being in my same situation and well, before not- we, before we get to the present, uh, what were some of the, like, as you reflect on the hospitalization experience, what were some of the things that helped you while you were there for those four days? Looking at people who were older and in a worse condition than me. And mm-hmm. saying, I don't want to be like that. I came across one woman. She was a senior sis and like golden mm-hmm. girls site, you know, senior sis and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And she, uh, she, she had, um, was just so depressed and she looked terrible. She's been like that all her life. 
Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. I'm like, Kendra, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wake the f up and and know who you are, okay? Mm-hmm. And so you you were there, and you part of what helped you was to see other people from other walks of life. Did they um did they do like any group therapy while you were there? No, no, in in a way, in a way. So this particular place, first off, you can't have your phones, which I don't understand why we can't have our phones. Do you know why? Some places allow it and some places don't. I think it's just a facility by facility basis. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Um, I was just trying to understand. So we couldn't have our phone. Um, we would have to write the numbers down and contact people. Mm-hmm. And so what we did, they would ask us if we want to do like little group participants of stuff and getting to know each other mm-hmm. and all that other type of, you know, hoopla and everything else like that. Um, and I opted out a couple times because they had put me on Zoloft or Prozac. Mm-hmm. When I tell you my energy was drained as a damn, it was so freaking drained, honey. Okay. Starting and medication so- definitely has an adjustment period. For some people, the the choice to not take, you know, medication, antidepressants and things is a personal choice. I kind of like meet a person where they're at. So if they are in their first session with me and they're like, I don't want to be on medication. I don't want you to tell me to talk to anybody about medication. I just want to do therapy. I'm like, that's cool. You don't have to be on anything that you don't want to be on. Um, Whereas some people are struggling so hard and I'm like, well, have you considered, you know, talking to somebody about medication? Me personally, I can, I always use myself as an example and um, kind of as my case study for when I'm talking with people, I tell people from the beginning, I am a therapist that goes to therapy. I became a therapist because I've dealt with depression and anxiety. I live with an anxiety disorder. For me personally, my gold standard is a mixture of therapy and medication, but Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of, you know, situation is different in your case, you medication wasn't for you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I felt like I didn't need no medication, to be honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. God ain't no genie, man. He does give us tools so we can be able to help ourselves and whatnot. But So your faith a was a big part of managing your mental health and depression? Yes. I always tell anybody anytime I get on a podcast if. I am able to like without God I am nothing and and I definitely try to hold on to being humble no matter what. Mhm. Very good. That's my thing about that. Did you do any um like after you got out of the hospital have you ever gone to like therapy on a regular basis outside and of being in the, the hospital? And that's the thing I was going to try to but Okay, I'm going to only talk briefly about it because I like you and I don't want two men in black showing up and like kidnapping you because you had me on your show and I revealed the truth. Okay, <laughs> so I understand you all have to get paid that, you know, at the end of the day, it was expensive. I like I had to pay $40 just for a freaking consultation. Shouldn't consultations be free? But anyway, back to this. Back to the story. Now, President, did I get any help? No, my mother feels like I should need get help because there are times I'm doing five podcasts a day. Mm. Or sometimes I'm just talking for like two or three hours with podcasts. And she I says, think that Kendra, might be your outlet and your your therapy is just being able to talk with people. It is. But she said, Kendra, like, I think you need help because you've been on talking with these people for two hours now. Like you're she says you're trying to get out of your life. You want to escape this life and go somewhere else so bad that you're like 
hurting yourself. You know, what what ways does she did. think you're hurting yourself? Because there definitely is burnout. You could burn out doing a good thing. Um, and that's the thing. There are times I feel I feel myself burning out in a sense. Well, not really burn out, burn out, but I do feel myself tired mm-hmm. because I have been podcasting throughout the day or a few hours, like at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have my schedule set where I might have a couple podcasts in the morning sometimes and the rest are in are at night, mm-hmm. you know. And so with that um, being said, I definitely want to I'm doing I'm going so hard with this yeah. because of the fact that I am. That's your dream to, is to have that radio show. And and yeah, and I'm trying to get out of this neighborhood. Most definitely. Like it's it's mm-hmm. the hood is cool because it's fun. You know, it's always excitement, but still anything can go down in the hood. So you got to, you know, at some point you want that peace mm-hmm. amongst yourself and everything else. Definitely. That's how so. that's where that comes down to. So your your mom was kind of talking to you about she's concerned that you're doing too much. Um, and so that's that, that's that work-life balance, um, that we hear so much about. So obviously, you know, we call this the, the depressed comedian, right? Your comedy, Mm -hmm. your, you know, sense of humor, that is, that's kind of your medicine. Um, it is, and you know, I remember you said like a big part of, you know, when you shared your story, like your upbringing, you know, uh, elementary, middle, high school, it was that like feeling of loneliness. So in a way, like I know you have your podcast and you do interviews with other people and stuff like that. Being able to talk to other people is medicine because obviously you're not alone. You're not lonely when you're being amongst other people. And you're also giving your gifts of humor and making people laugh and stuff like that. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, your gift, if you are overusing it, um, and I can use myself for an example, if I see too many clients, right, I'm good at what I do as a therapist. But if I book my calendar with 10 people a day, seven days a week, I'm not going to be a good therapist because I I'm doing too much. Right. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to have to woo saw because, you know, you had to deal with people's problem, like like the stuff you're like, wow, like, okay. Yeah, so having balance is going to be important for you, too. Have you kind of gotten a hold of that, or are you still working on it? Um... I guess I'm still working on it in a sense. I like I said, I, I used to in the beginning I was booked I booked so many podcasts and I would do podcasts on vacation with Ooh. with a few people and I'm thinking to myself like it's my vacation. I should not have to be podcasting. Yeah. At all. You know, but there were certain podcasters where it's like, okay, they only record on these days. Yeah. That I have to work. And I'm like, well, I could take a day off work just to do this, but I'm like, I'm missing out on money. Yeah. You know, so it's like to me, I that that's what I hate. I said that's why I'm trying to that's why I'm trying to make it happen where mm-hmm. I can be able to have that type of, of healthy balance and everything else. But then I think to myself, if these podcasters actually really cared, they could move their schedule around and have me on as well. That's all I think about. Like, that's also the thing that can give you depression. Like people, man, people, we're all inconsiderate. We're all selfish, but it's like, you should want to be able, like treat folks how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, you got, it's so many people out here in this world who, you know, I've come across who I thought was, were great people and they turn out to be full of shite 
And mm. I have to learn, you know what, that's who they are. That's what's going to happen. It is yeah. what, and I need to just accept that. If a person, T.D. Jakes once said, and I'm quoting, miss, I'm about to misquote, but misphrase or whatever, paraphrase it. He said, when a person don't want to be in your light, life, let them walk. And mm. so you had to do that with immediate family members as well. Some folks, you got to love from afar. Like I got family members. I just got to love from afar. Yep, me too. And so kind of going back to what you were saying, like, um, we can burn out if we take every single opportunity. Sometimes, you know, finding that balance is about we do have to pass on some opportunities if it means this particular opportunity is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? Yeah. Um, and we could look at this in any capacity, whether it be financial, like investing in a business or the stock market or um, taking a, a job or following up on an offer with, that somebody has made with something. There's always going to be opportunities coming our way, but not every opportunity is the opportunity for us. So it's it's kind of changing that mindset of, is this a good fit for me versus can I fit into this opportunity? Um, mm -hmm. And that's an ongoing challenge that all of us kind of have to to deal with um, to avoid burning out. And, you know, a big part of burning out is feeling depressed and hopeless and stuff like that. So um, that it sounds like that's a tricky balance for you because your thing that helps you get out of the rut of depression is the is something that you want to build your career on but if you do too much then it like kind of backfires on you and ends up being a source of putting you in that place that's that's definitely a, a tricky balance i mean yeah and and i i do hope that and i I'm, maybe it could also be looked at as whenever i have podcasters cancel me that was just god saying okay mm -hmm. you're doing too you much needed today. a break yeah i have i, I feel that way too with um you know, if I have like a really heavy day of, of sessions booked and I'm like, you ever have, you know, those days where you wake up in the morning and you're tired and you just got out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like you got so much to do. And then throughout the day, some things fall through and you get a little bit of breathing room. I mm -hmm. think of that as definitely a blessing. I think any therapist or anyone who works by appointments, um, kind of like you with your uh, interviews and stuff. Sometimes it's just like, okay, well, I have a little bit of time to breathe. I don't have to wear myself out so much. So um, I, I definitely have those days where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad they needed a reschedule or something. Exactly. I needed exactly. a nap or I needed to just, you know, watch some TV and chill. Of course, good. of course. Well, I, I've enjoyed talking with you, and also I like that your perspective is unique. It's also good for, you know, the listeners of this podcast, but just people in general to hear, like, not one size fits all. For some, like me, it might be therapy, medication, and kind of, I'm a writer, so I like to write and, you know, teach other people about mental health. Those are like mm -hmm. my things that I do to keep myself in a good spot. Uh, but for you, it's to entertain others. It's to be around others and stuff like that. And in in your particular box, right, medication is not the first go-to or seeing a therapist regularly isn't. But, you know, doing your podcast and, um, you know, leaning into your faith and, you know, shooting for your dreams and stuff like that, that's your kind of motivator to keep going. So. Um, mm -hmm. I, I love that you brought that unique 
perspective here. So as we wrap up, um, I want to give you the floor. Um, tell the listeners where they can find your podcast. I'll make sure to include links in the show notes. Well, you all can find my podcast, uh, the Kendra Crump Show podcast. Uh, you all can find it anywhere. I'm, I'm about to try to get it on uh, Pandora. But just type in the Kendra Crump Show podcast and you have episodes or just go on my page, on my podcast or on my YouTube page. And when it says the Kendra Crump Show or Kendra Crump Show podcast episode, whatever, there you are, you know, and it's fun. Sometimes you have uh, ignorant people on there because one time I will say I had one guy and, you know, John Zell was like, I don't like him. I, I I didn't agree with him. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I, I said, hey, man, you finally got, you know, F that person moment, you know, and, um, and everything else. I'm like, and and hey, it's okay because he is ignorant. That's why I had to cut him loose. Back to the story. I mean, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> but that's a bit about it, man. Just make sure y'all, if y'all ever see me in person, and my Instagram is the Kendra Crumb Show. If y'all ever see me in person, speak to me. I'm nice. Don't 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 come up running up on me like no groupie. I, look, I did not down across to you know for your sins. Okay, <laughs> do that with Jesus. All right, that's all I'll say about that. All right, Kendra. Well, thank you so much. I've enjoyed talking with you. I know the listeners are going to get several laughs out of uh, listening to this, and they're going <laughs> to learn some stuff too. So thanks again for giving me your time. Thank you for not thinking I was a bot or spam and actually uh, responding to my uh, DM. No problem. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. The link is in this episode's show notes. Thanks in advance. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it's free. They offer creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Did I mention that you can make money from your podcast no matter the size of your following? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.